podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, we're here in Nashville and I've picked up some local fans. Who are you supporting today? Joseph Newgarden for Team Penske. For Team Penske, Joseph Newgarden, why is he your favourite? Uh, just the way he drives, consistent, fast and not spectacular. He's just really good, consistent driver. Good to root for. What is going to be the curveball today? What's going to happen that we're not going to see coming? We haven't seen much chaos in turn nine other than people going wide, so I think a lot of mistakes are going to be made on the dry, especially on the start. And towards the end, if there's a late race caution there, people can get aggressive, overdo it into that corner pretty easily. A lot of lockups have been happening this weekend. Love to hear it. We could have some chaos on the way. And finally, what is it that you absolutely love about IndyCar? The the way it's, it's open-wheel racing, but it's still hard bump bump and racing, you can rub a little bit without wrecking, you can get really aggressive and the physical physicality of it, it just takes a toll on the drivers, makes it very difficult at the end of the race. Alright, thanks so much, have a great weekend. No problem. Hello and welcome to Lakeside Drive IndyCar Special Summer Series. In this episode we're chatting about the Big Machine Music City Grand Prix, otherwise known as Nashville. Now this isn't going to be a super in-depth race review as we would for a Formula 1 race and frankly that's because I don't know enough and there's too many cars but it was a bloody good race and we'll go through some of the highlight moments and some reflections on the weekend as a whole as somebody on the sidelines. So the weekend as a whole was epic. If you're considering doing a race I certainly recommend this one. I have absolutely nothing to compare it to but that's really not the point. And next year, there will be a new layout and it will actually be the championship race. So there will be even more of a party after. Now, it was wet right up until Sunday when it was very, very dry. So dry, so hot. Everyone went from being soggy to sunburned. And we had practice cancelled. We had qualified delays by hours. There was a lot of sitting around. But boy, oh boy, was it a sunny Sunday. So let's talk about the race. McLaughlin was on pole out the front. He absolutely dominated qualifying at every stage and in the fast six on his final lap put in a time almost a second faster than Pato Award in P2. He actually said it was perhaps the best qualifying he's ever had in his career and he did hold on to that lead for about 24 laps. Pato tried to make an early move into turn one. It almost looked like we were going to get contact with him and Colton Herder, who was also trying to make a move down the inside, but they did come out clean. Then there was something that you don't see too often. David Maluka's rear wing decided it was done racing. It was ready to go and have a good time, see the sights. It literally just gave way and fell off. So he obviously had to retire from the race. At this point, We'd already had far too much clean racing for a Nashville Grand Prix and so we were ready for our first restart. We couldn't see it from the front camera watching it live but on replay, Pato actually went straight into the back of McLaughlin so I think we were pretty lucky not to have a massive accident at that point and you can just imagine the pile-up if your front runners crash in a bunched-up field. Just disaster. Herder got pushed wide and he just kept falling. He was just giving way to everybody. Very, very polite. But where things got really interesting was after people started pitting and watching them craft their way back to the front, Kirkwood and McLaughlin in particular. 
Grosjean and McLaughlin had such a great battle. It took McLaughlin a few goes to make his way back around, but the result were some epic scenes of two cars side by side going straight into a corner and you're just clenching your teeth, sitting on the edge of your seat, waiting to see who is going to break first. But ultimately, it wasn't actually a move like that that got it done. It was a small error from Grosjean that opened the door for McLaughlin to bound through and boy, oh boy, did he do exactly that. Then after about the halfway point, I think it was about 50 laps in, we had drama with Rossi and VK, which was probably my favourite commentary moment of the race, thanks to Lee Diffie. And just a sidebar on Lee Diffie, attending an IndyCar race was about the most American thing I've ever done anyway. So you're hearing the national anthem, it's all very patriotic and you get a sense while you're on the grid beforehand that real kind of feeling as though they're going into battle and it really felt like, you know, an incredible cultural experience, I suppose. But then you go back and you're watching the race on the screen and you get the dulcet tones of Lee Diffie, the most Australian person you've ever heard in commentary, which was just such a beautiful juxtaposition for me anyway. But in this moment, he saw the contact coming and just yelled, uh-oh, 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 with increasing urgency and volume until they did eventually make contact, which saw VK lock up. And then another door was opened. But this time, it was for Will Power, who leapfrogged a few places. Thank you very much. McLaughlin's last pitch was actually a really important moment because where he came out to rejoin placed him between Kirkwood and Palau, which is ultimately our final podium. But the drama wasn't over just yet. No, no, no. We had two cars with small mistakes resulting in big consequences and crashing out. And then after the restart, we saw a bigger accident almost immediately with a three-car pileup, which from what I've heard is definitely on the bingo card for Nashville, otherwise known as Crashville. So that then saw Peterson... Rosenquist and Canapino all out. Uh, and when then we had additional two single car accidents at the same time. And then four laps to go, we had yet another restart. So there was a final shootout for the finish with a podium of Kyle Kirkwood, who won by only about 0.7 of a second. Second was Scott McLaughlin and third was Alex Palau. This is the second year in a row that Scott has taken pole here but finished in second, which I think is probably getting a bit irritating for him. But this year I think ultimately Scott kind of got beaten on strategy rather than pace. They decided to stay out during the early caution, which was fine, but he had started on alternate tyres and the wear on those was just insane. So even though he managed to pull away on the restart, the next yellow flag meant that the field was quite bunched up when he did eventually have to give up position and pit himself. And then he got stuck in the pack and hadn't gotten any clean air or any chance to make any moves, even by the time the front runners, including our ultimate winner, Kyle Kirkwood, pitted. So they actually rejoined ahead. So combine that with a poor restart at the end, and he just couldn't make up the distance in those final laps. McLaughlin actually had a lot to say about the restart procedure and that feels like it's a bit of a joke because the chaos is somewhat inevitable. So he says that he'll be having uh, some conversations with race directors about how that should be run more effectively. Pelot, on the other hand, was very much saved by that last caution because he still needed another pit 
So I think Joseph Newgarden sitting in fourth would have been a bit annoyed, expecting him to take a final pit and he could just slip right on into third place. And look, Palau did say afterwards, hey, we survived. So I think he knew that he got pretty lucky. All right, trackside at Nashville, the Indy Next cars are about to take off. What is it that you enjoy watching in the Junior Series? Uh, well, I'm a big Jamie Chadwick fan. Hope she hope yeah. she really pulls through today. I know she's uh, since I started with points, she's starting towards the back, but hopefully she can make a good run towards the front today. So, yeah. fantastic! You're wearing a McLaren hat. Tell me how much you love Daniel Ricciardo. <laughs> <laughs> love him, love him. I wish he was American. I think he wishes he was American. I think he wishes he was American too. I love to hear it. And what about the main race? Who are you hoping to win today? Pato Award. Okay. Why is that? He's good. He's one of the new up-and-comers. He'll be in Formula 1 before long. Love to hear it. You are obviously going to have a similar answer potentially. What are you thinking? Yeah, also thinking Pato. Uh, hopefully in the next coming years he'll have a seat open up in Formula 1 somewhere. Um, I know he's driving a practice session later this season for McLaren. Uh, so we'll see how he performs there and hopefully he can make, a, make his way up. And finally, what is it that you love about IndyCar so much? The experience. Uh, the sound, the speed, um, the action. Yeah. Love to hear it. Thanks so much for joining me. Finally, some notable no- moments from the sidelines in Crashville. First of all, there was a guy with a pet squirrel and a cowboy hat on his shoulder. Just because. Secondly, Will Bauer didn't have a great day. Actually, from the start of his race where his earbuds weren't in his bag. Now, this was one of the most stressful things to watch. He went from pottering around his car, getting changed and ready, a few fist pumps here and there, a few thanks mates floating around, did the national anthem. And then as he started really kidding up, looked in his bag to only to see that his earbuds weren't there and neither were the spares. So power almost didn't even start the race and literally any later would have been a total disaster. It resulted in them having to use a lot of fuel to get back up and lap down and it was just not a good day for them, unfortunately. Marcus Ericsson, on the other hand, went from 20th to 7th, which was super impressive. In IndyCar, I've learned you get a hat for biggest mover, which is about the greatest thing I've seen. He potentially should have been in six, but he did get done for blocking, which is maybe allegedly controversial. Well, it is, according to him. Still a huge effort from Marcus Ericsson. Finally, not so much a memorable moment as much as something that I just saw that was quite surprising for me, which was just the importance of sponsors. The drivers actually refer to their cars as, for example, the Dex Imaging Chevy or the PPG Chevy. And then at the podium, before they can truly celebrate, they have to take about 20 different photos with 20 different hats from 20 different sponsors. And, of course, the one that actually got the greatest cheer in this case was the cowboy hats, which were the final accessory change before the celebration. But really, the winner of the day was a radio call at the end of the race for Kirkwood, which went, winner, winner, Nashville hot chicken dinner. I'm here for it. If you're getting hungry for some on-track action, get around IndyCar. They are racing at the Brickyard this weekend at the Gallagher Grand Prix. Probably at the time this is getting released, you can jump straight on to wherever you can watch online 
to watch IndyCar. They've only got a few races left. They're going right into the championship stage of their season. So still not much, but very exciting on-track action left for the IndyCar season. Look, that's it from me. A big thank you again to IndyCar for having me. Let's do it again soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.